0: I'd tried making short films and I knew that I couldn't make a short film every week but I knew that I could do some kind of equipment review slash tutorial every week I, I suppose there was um, I was aware of because you know when I started there were people who, who were making a living doing YouTube um, so I suppose that was in the back of my mind uh, as thinking how cool it would be to be able to be to not have a boss and to not have to work in a cafe or, or whatever to, to make ends meet um but obviously like when you do that for a year and you don't make any money like it there has to, it can't just be about trying to make money because um, because that would, that, that level of enthusiasm kind of runs dry pretty quickly at the end of the days you're just making YouTube videos but at the same time I do try these days to, to try and bring a little bit of a story into just an educational, potentially educational video, um, and that's kind of what's in some ways, um, and this is like a kind of whole different conversation to have, but like, um, you know, making short films to me seems like the purest, like art form or whatever that I could be doing right now. But I find myself making these these tutorials, if you if you call them that, and yet seeing people really connect to them, and seeing when I can talk about an issue that I really really deeply care about, and and in some cases, although I do only have one week to work on it, I still do manage to kind of like put a bit of creativity into the the presentation of these ideas that I care about, and then when you're doing that, then like what what more do you like what more do you need if you're talking about stuff you care about and and having fun with the kind of presentation of that then sometimes I find myself thinking like not that this is the end goal of what I want to do for the rest of my life but like it's okay to be kind of uh, creatively fulfilled by by this even if it's not quite as like respected as being a, a short film festival type filmmaker who's you know doing the the traditional sense
1: when you say you know about the respect and and things like that you know Mm. there's only a handful of well there's only a handful of decent filmmaking youtube uh you know filmmaking tutorial youtubers out there because there's a lot of people who try and do what you're doing but they don't have the consistency and quality and you'll have someone on premiere pro or whatever Mm. they cut with and for about four minutes, they'll just be talking <laughs> utter garbage. And you'll see in the comments the video doesn't really start till yeah, four minutes. Yeah. Get on with it. Yeah. Um. So you've got this great way of breaking these these things down, and I should have really gone back and looked at your very early videos. That's what I was about to
0: say. That's what I was about to say. Because if you go if you do go <laughs> back and they're all still there, like um, you'll see when I used to start when I used to make a video, it would be full of the word um. Right. At almost every phrase, a bit like this podcast. And, <laughs> and because I was completely ad libbing it, I would just think of a couple of things I, I wanted to mention about whatever I was talking about. And then I'd just go in one take and cover up a f- like two, two or three cuts. And it was exactly like those, those videos you're talking about of rambling and repeating myself. And just simply from just doing it over and over and over and over again every single week and then also kind of raising the bar and being willing to put more time in like that's just kind of what's happened so it so that's the, probably my one of my favorite things about doing this this youtube thing is is just having the constant practice because it's almost like you can't help but improve or at least like raise your own standards some people may prefer those old ones that's down to them but like you know um you you can't help but develop I think when you when you do it every single week
1: Was there a turning point for you when you were watching movies like you know what was the film that kind of really turned you on to film and wanted to become a filmmaker
0: i don't think there is a single film to be honest i i uh, i think i kind of grew up with a like an appreciation for films but i don't think i was mad about watching them i don't think uh I wasn't like, um, yeah, I I I didn't rush to the cinema every week. Um, I th- I think there were like my my dad was was or is fairly into films, and so he showed me like Terminator Two, which was which was really great. Uh, I still think that's a great film. Um, what are the early ones like? Uh, Sh- like Shaun and the Dead had a big impact on me, just as being a really <laughs> fun, good comedy um so like yeah nothing nothing too high and mighty uh to, to to begin with just kind of like fun films and like um what uh, inception came out when i was uh i can't remember how old i was but like- we don't need to go into age time and we
1: we, we don't need to mention age because okay. i'll be like he saw inception when he was what like in school and that's just
0: um but yeah so just like little films like that um yeah i i i can't claim to have watched like black and white classics and stuff and that was what got me into all this um i I just kind of watched films pretty much as anyone else would uh, and then only really kind of got an appreciation when I tried it out myself and f- kind of finally realized the the connection between when you watch a film that obviously you're just watching like the f- this film finished piece and I, I it wasn't until I'd made my first little silly school video that I realized kind of what it takes to get to that point and how much fun that whole process was so
1: do you watch a lot of films yourself
0: I, I wouldn't say that like films are or watching films has been like especially different to me um, and like tv at the moment probably I'd say at the moment I'm more into tv than um films like uh Breaking Bad is like the one of the biggest uh Influences or just or just things, as in the uh, entertainment world, that I could just say like that is a really really good piece of content. You know,
1: So I know someone tried to like re-edit it yes, into a yeah. movie. I think exercises like that. It's the same how I feel about fan films. I'm like, oh, you could you because know, some of the fan films are really really good, but I think you know you could just change the characters' names and you know i'm sure lucasfilm like if it's a star wars fan film they're never gonna like let you do anything with it um but if you come up with your own original property and your own thing that could just then you know take off like you know someone could do another you know like um edgar right spaced you know something like that yeah
0: i mean i so for me it's it's like spaced i think is number one and then Sean and the dead and then the rest are like I'm really not in that interested there's definitely a lot of similarities between Hot Fuzz and Shaun the Dead and depending on which one you've seen first I think usually you prefer whichever one you've seen first um and but yeah space for me is it's just absolutely incredible I've watched that so many so many times and <laughs> uh, just the subtleties of the little jokes and the little face expressions and the characters and and just and the just all of it it just feels so so just like it's just it's just incredible to watch and I can't even like describe what I like about it in some ways I just I just think it's so good
1: so what influences would you say you know you've got regards to film like you know are there any specific directors you know we mentioned um, Edgar Wright but have you got like a certain filmmaker that you go I've just I have to see all their work you know even before you see a trailer or Mm. post it like no I I know I'm I'm in I'm seeing it
0: I think for me like in terms of influences um, it's more like looking at people like russell brand who is doing or has done a lot of like uh comedy and stuff but about very real issues and getting into like the political scene recently and the way that the kind of things that he talks about on his podcast and stuff with with so like not so it's not in terms not in terms of films at all but like um he's had a huge impact i think on my kind of like ethics and like the kind of stuff that i want to make um and let me see if i can think of anyone else um a few people on on youtube like like the vlog brothers have a really cool way of kind of uh again like on from an ethical point of view and from just the way they communicate things and about Caring about learning and just the way they've used their like platform uh, for to do so many cool things, both like you know from like really good charity stuff, but then also just like fun things and and worthwhile things. Um, so I'd say like people like that, if anything, are kind of influencing on a a broad sense. So I'm not I'm not going to be I'm not going to be a stand-up comedian, but like I can't help but be influenced by. Some of those kind of ideas.
1: Okay, so you potentially you want to make films that do good and and uh, or, or highlight certain issues.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's tricky territory to get into when you start saying stuff like that. Um, just because, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's something I'm kind of grappling with. Is like how how obvious do you want to be with your kind of intentions? Um, and I think there's a lot of value to just uh to kind of letting people decide for themselves what they want to make of your film rather than saying yes every single one of my films is going to be like a you know a really important charity kind of message um and of course but but and the the other side of that is that the only way to get those ideas out there is through storytelling so you end up trying to entertain anyway even if you're not even if your kind of primary goal is to like make a difference and try and make things, try and improve the world, and all these kind of cliches, uh, if you want to actually do those, I my belief is that you have to kind of entertain in some way, so you end up doing the same thing as everyone else.
1: <laughs> do you write your own stuff as well? Is is that what you like to do? Like write direct?
0: I I used to think that I couldn't write. Uh, not not too long ago, and I was gonna just you know. Find other people to write, and I was going to direct, um, or be a cinematographer even before that. But I think recently, uh, I think I'm now. I think maybe the dream would be to be a co-writer, and then a director. Because I'm, I'm at this at this point. I'm not confident enough in my kind of writing abilities that to that I, I you know I feel like someone else would be. Would do a better job, uh, or at least as a co-writer. But at the same time, like um, I'm realizing that it's it's difficult to find a script that represents the things I want to say, and so then you might as well just say it yourself um, or write it yourself. Um, so, so the dream project at this point, although it is changing a lot, I think, but the dream project will probably be. A, uh, a web series, but with the budget of a, a TV show, you know, um, and just with complete like creative control over it. So, so not not too much of a studio influencing, but but you know, a kind of independent project where we can ruffle some feathers and and um, and hopefully kind of and not have anyone saying, Oh no, you're not allowed to say that, you're not allowed to do that because of our sponsors or whatever. Um, that that would be like the dream project would be complete freedom and I think in the format of a episodic thing rather than just the the two hour
1: Is there a certain like genre that you think you'd you aspire to or um or preference? I, th-
0: I think I'm most interested in like uh real stories and uh, people-based stories so I'm not going to be doing an, a fantasy Lord <laughs> of the Rings type epic and action is just like that's like I when I started I, I used to make action shorts because that's what I saw people doing on YouTube um, but like I've realized that's not my personality, where that's just not like, that doesn't come naturally to me um, so for me to try and make make something that is like exciting and like uh, everything that action should be is just that's just like i'm, I'm pushing uphill whereas there are kind of things that oh, just come nat- come more naturally um and i and i think at the moment that's more thinking about just like kind of normal human real world kind of stories
1: I like dramedies, like, it's not an obvious comedy, so things like, there's a movie, Safety Not Guaranteed, that I rave about all the time, and things like, you know, Little Miss Sunshine, and, you know, just films where they're not an out-and-out out comedy, but there's, there's like drama, but they're, you know, they're very funny as well. I wouldn't even say black comedy.
0: Yeah, What about Breaking? what about Breaking Bad?
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that was a comedy. Really? It's got comedic moments okay. in it, for sure. Like, you know, like especially the earlier seasons were, you know, when uh, I think the funniest episode was... Well, there's the two that spring to mind when he's at dinner and he's like, these peas are the bomb or whatever he says, like, mm. about the dinner. Yeah. And then the one where they get... Uh, they break down in the desert and he's like, you're going to make something, he's like a robot.
0: For, for me, the second viewing of Breaking Bad, I just like realized how funny it was um and in a not in a like always laugh out loud and certainly not in a kind of traditional joke what i mean what you just those examples are kind of traditional jokes but like it's again it's just these little face expressions these little moments these little times where jesse says something or or walt says something and looks at him and and they're and it's absurd or or hilarious um but in a kind of very understated way. So, so um, I, I totally know what you mean about like things that are comedies, but not really obviously comedies. That's that's great. Yeah.
1: Can I find the best way to learn to make films apart from obviously looking at your channel? Um, <laughs> is uh, is watching films and and going right? Okay, even a bad film can turn into an education. Then. Yeah. What would you say is your like your favourite part of doing the film? Would you like having it finished and shown it to people, or is it all about the process for you? Hmm.
0: This is this is like a slightly weird or controversial answer, but I don't really like. I don't like any of it. (laughs) Pretty much, like, like that. In some ways, that is, or like, there's a tiny little bit at the very beginning when you have this irrational belief that it might actually be good, and then that bit is so exciting like and it's usually somewhere between like maybe it's like right at the beginning before you even write it um and then there's like a few other little moments like like on set can be can be the most amazing thing um it there, there are definitely moments of like bliss um and just being like this is what i'm supposed to be doing uh and then there are a few little moments in post-production usually where it's like oh okay this can piece together with that that okay but then like those are very brief moments for me in amongst just like pulling my hair out and just stressing out and thinking I'm I'm the worst this is the worst I should have done a different idea I wish I'd done more planning you know etc 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 so I would say on the like on the whole if you were to look back on on like you know was that an enjoyable experience I'd say no no it was not at all um and afterwards as well, because that's that's the, if that's no easier once it's done. Um, and so then you start thinking, why are you even doing this? Um, but something brings me back every time. Um, uh, but but yes, yeah, so I so I personally think it's a little bit of a myth that you have to like love it or you have to like, in the traditional sense of enjoying it. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people who, especially when it's you, when it's your own project, it's it's, it's, it's more like, uh, it's more like giving birth to a child, um, where you have to carry it for nine months and your back sore and you're throwing up and then giving birth is also really, really painful. Um, but you know, Oh, and then, and then the kid grows up and you're arguing with the kid and it's like really tough, tiring, you know, keeping you up awake at night. To me, those are all the things that like it is, but at the same time, like people do raise kids because it's like, it's the thing to, it's, it's such a meaningful, great thing to be able to do. Um, and that's kind of like, uh, that's kind of my little rant on <laughs> what's your favorite part of the process.
1: <laughs> it's a strange game, isn't it, what we do? Because mm. what you said there makes sense. I mean, yeah, I made this horror film called Unsettled probably five years ago now, and it took three years to finish. That was my film school. The beginning of making that was the most enjoyable part, where... It was the writing, I really enjoyed writing it with a good friend of mine, and after f- making this action war film, which is just not my genre at all, I got involved with something, as soon as I finished that I was like okay what's next, and I said I've got this idea for like a really scary film. The premise was let's make the scariest film ever, well that <laughs> didn't happen. So I ended up getting my uncle's like spur house because he had um, a house that with a, like a granny house next to it. and. My auntie's mum had just passed away in like December or something like that. And then it was like, you can use this. The house was all open plan. It was completely different to everything that I'd spent weeks on storyboarding. Uh. In the film, there was like, we had doors closing behind this girl running away, going up the stairs, all the cliches that you get in horror movies. But it turned out, you know, I watched it yesterday for the first time in a long time. And the story holds up, it works. So what problems have you had? and how have you dealt with them like this
0: you know it's kind of weird like i almost don't even remember most of them um, cuz they always seem so big and insurmountable at the time and then you just like pivot and find you just you have to do something else so you just kind of do it and then you don't even remember what it was going to be um i remember there was one where the a guy who i was uh, collaborating with told me he absolutely could get access to a hospital to film in so because his dad owned or worked there or something so he was like yes no problem at all and i was like okay have you talked to your have you talked to them about this it's all good he's like yeah 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 yeah." and then of course you know a week before the shoot two weeks before the shoot i can't remember but it wasn't okay for us to film there at all so we then you know looked into hospitals and how expensive it you know you can you can spend three grand a day i think to hire out a, a hospital set that wasn't going to happen so you know we we ended up uh changing the script basically to not need that scene that set anymore that that is one example um and what else have i had i've had actors not show up on on the day of the shoot and so we had to you know kind of condense roles into multiple multiple roles into one character or like use different extras or people who weren't even supposed to be extras. Uh, Lots and lots of like sound issues, like trains coming past, airplanes, um, the weather of course. So like a whole range of things, you know, but um, usually it just means there's not quite as much time or it just that the final product is just different to what you first imagined and not necessarily worse, just different.
1: So with pre-production, have you got a set process when you're starting a new project?
0: Uh, so for these kind of side projects, as I call them, or like, you know, big bigger projects, short films or, or um, commercials or whatever, then usually, yeah, once we've got a broad idea of the concept, then it's usually down to getting other people involved because... There's just not time for me to do everything, and I and I've just come to realise that, like, if I if, if I'm the only one organising things, then I will spend all my time, you know, going through actors' uh, profiles online, and then I will not even think to I won't have time to storyboard, or I'll be phoning up, you know, um, people to try and get food sorted out, and then won't have time for for the creative stuff. So, so I've I've had to. Uh, kind of outsource and so it basically just becomes this like big list of things you need to sort out uh, and you know overseeing that which even when you have other people doing it you, I still end up dedicating a lot of time towards the, the the logistics of just making a shoot happen but then at the same time you've got to kind of uh, put the time in for for storyboarding or whatever other kind of um, conceptual stuff for, for pre-production, and um, yeah, it's 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 tough to balance it with social life and and other work. But um, usually, for me, the deadline is the biggest, the most helpful factor of just like okay, the shoot is in two days, so I need to storyboard now and that's that's often how it happens
1: do you use the same crew on the projects that you made
0: it usually ends up being different people um because of location or uh just like availability so and, and also because at the moment like i'm not doing crude productions or productions with crews um that often so so like there's not a chance to kind of build up a like really strong relationship with these people um so it's it's fairly varied uh but of course every person you work with you 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 hold on to their details and you and you think of them on the next project uh if they're if they are the right person for the job etc um and uh yeah so that's definitely a goal is to is to kind of do more of these projects so that we can build up more of a like a team and just say hey look this is the next project and then be right on board with it if they're available that that would be cool to have
1: what's next for you and what are you looking forward to most
0: really long term goal is just to be able to continue to make things for a living uh and i'm not sure whether to set my sights on narrative content or documentaries um but i do think that whatever i'm doing it will end up being some kind of form of long long form storytelling eventually um once the kind of ideas are there and the and i've had the practice on lots of short projects and once i've made some more connections etc etc um but i just want to make stuff that's that's the kind of crux of it
1: do you Mm. ever get worried thinking I've covered everything what what am I going to cover next from
0: the beginning I've had a list of future episodes and it's actually a spreadsheet not a whiteboard which is doesn't sound very doesn't sound very creative but it's what gets the job done (laughs) Um, and like that literally when I started it my spreadsheet was just reviewing every single piece of gear that I had and I was very concerned that I was going to run out and I did run out of equipment to review so i thought right i need to start doing some tutorials some videos about actually using this stuff because the way i saw it like you know the reviews were my gold content that everyone wanted to watch and then i just had to fill in with some tutorials you know to spread out before i ran out of things um and and like that's been the kind of theme throughout is that i've as soon as i run out of ideas on what i think i'm doing then kind of at that same point i realize in that case that like who cares about equipment let's talk about something else instead and so what's always happened is that as the list starts to run out um the show kind of develops and i end up realizing that there's something more important to be talking about so um it, it is tough to think of a new thing every week and as far as like preparation it's like every every video gets made in one week pretty much except for the bigger ones i have to do some i have to squeeze in some preparation beforehand but for the most part it's made the week you're that you're seeing it is is when it's been made um so it's a it's a constant grind it's a constant challenge uh to come up with new ideas but but like that's i, I feel like those must be helpful skills even though it's you know it's it's only YouTube videos that I'm making. Those skills must be uh transferable to whatever in the long run I end up doing.
1: And do you put your content anywhere else or is it just specifically YouTube?
0: I I probably should be paying more attention to the other platforms. Um uh, but so far what I've what I've seen from Facebook is a not not kind of a place that I want to be as far as the kind of content that's kind of that tends to do well you know facebook somehow is even is even more kind of uh, shallow i mean but you know i like i don't want to be like snooty about it um the amount of time you put into something doesn't like uh doesn't dictate the quality of it by any means but um but then also facebook's got tons of dodgy practices as far as like not sharing their ad revenue and like what they do with the information they collect so like but facebook i, I th- at the moment even if they even if if tomorrow they became more popular than youtube i don't know if they are already but if if they became the place to be i don't think i would go to facebook um but that said youtube hasn't kind of dried up yet so um we'll see how my morals how well i can stick to my morals when that when that happens but but yeah at the moment i'm kind of youtube seems to be a good place um as much as the the problems are with it like they they do they do seem to be listening to in some way they do seem to care about the people who make their stuff who make the content um
1: i only got a vimeo account when because they were hd and this is before youtube <laughs> went hd right um i find now vimeo as much as there's some great work on there um i'd say to any filmmaker just put your stuff on youtube as well because vimeo's player i don't know if it's just where i live but it buffers on every video more <laughs> or less which is just annoying when you're watching something that's really you know great because there's some absolutely amazing short films on on vimeo and they do the you know the the staff picks which there's some really yeah. strong work on there if it buffers you click off what do your friends and family make of what you're doing then
0: uh yeah yeah my my, my family are definitely uh they're very good at kind of Keeping me grounded and not letting any, not letting anything kind of, like they they treat me exactly the same as they ever did. Of course, you know, um, but but at the same time, sure, you know, they're they're pleased that I'm that I'm doing what I want to be doing and that things seem to be going well at the moment. Um, that's I've, I've, I'm sure they are. Um, it's 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 interesting with friends uh, again because friends who have known me for a while just oh yeah that's what he does but like you know basically I, I try not to kind of talk about career stuff too much just because like it, it, gets, it gets a bit old um, but it's, it is definitely interesting introducing myself and trying to think of how to phrase what this is um, because, uh, because yeah if you say like I would know I wouldn't want the first thing anyone knows about me to be how many people have clicked a button on my name, you know, on the internet. Um so it's 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 odd. Um but for the most part it's uh just like like any other freelancer or any other kind of creative job where like people you're you know, you're working weird hours, uh, but but you're kind of having fun with it too.
1: And do you get a lot of people who watch your videos like approaching you, not like obviously in person because that would be weird, you know, messaging you saying, oh, I've got an idea for a film. Do you want to get involved? And is it hard to gauge whether, do they want to collaborate with me because they like what I do or because of, you know, the audience that I've got? Like, how do you deal with that?
0: I, I think as far as like people, um, I've on many occasions like uh, had people come along to shoots because people said they wanted some some on-set experience or whatever and that's always been a really positive uh, experience and of course people say nice things on in the comments is is, is really really nice um, it, the only time when it's like when you have those thoughts of like mm, is this just about the audience is, is really like brands and kind of clients I guess you could say because you know often they and it's in some ways it's nice. They don't really care what I do as long as they get the clicks, um, and that's nice in a, because it gives me some freedom. But at the same time, every once in a while, a filmmaker would like to be appreciated for their kind of their 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 actual work rather than just the people who watch it. Um, but that's the business world. So so uh, it's, yeah, there's really not anything to complain about. Um, just just recently, I. I uh, someone emailed me a script that was really really good, and I'm now like we've, we're talking on Skype. I'm going to help out with this with this one project, and we're talking about maybe co-writing something, you know. Um, and that's 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 how it happens because you know, uh, yeah, it's it's a a fortunate position where people do send me scripts, and of course, if it's if it's good, then then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna walk away from it
1: where can people see your work
0: so on youtube uh it's dslr guide or simon cade uh, and then my other channel would be cade visuals if you're looking for the kind of occasional bigger projects that i work on
1: simon cade thanks for spending time with us today and uh best of luck with dslr guide in the future
0: thank you very much it's been it's been good fun